Now, The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. to you and yes it is time for the McFarland show here on WNSR yes, Darren sir. and Justin here with you we're the McFarlands we are Devlin is not but he is alongside for the ride for the next two hours we're here live in the strike and spare family fun center studio and we're going to talk to Terry McCormick coming up in about 15 minutes or so we'll talk a little bit about the Titans off season what he thinks about this Sunday with the conference championship games and a whole lot more at 3 o'clock. A man that has done a whole heck of a lot for this city. And the landscape, the sports landscape, the business landscape, reshaping, shaping this city over decades, is going to retire this summer. Butch Spearden. Mm. So we're going to catch up with Butch at 3 o'clock today and find out um, what are some things to – his – Things to do list before he gets out of here. Yeah, checklist. He's not going anywhere. I don't think. But I don't think so. Either. Just think he's gonna, you know, like just take it easy. Yeah, you know, rest up and recharge. He's earned that. Oh yeah. You know. Although, uh, and we can ask Butch this: mm-hmm. when you've been doing what he's been doing and going at the pace and the rate and the schedule he's been doing for what three, almost four decades. Yeah, long time. How, does he have the ability just to like wake up every day and be like, hey, "That's cool. I can do nothing," or I can do something is he wired like that to handle that i'm sure some people are some yeah, people aren't yeah i'm sure there's a transition period that i would like to through. find out yeah we'll ask him you know i'm sure there's a transition period that he he'll go through yeah i'm where, saying i'd like know, to find out oh you like to find I'm out for yourself that way, yeah if you can just if not, i could just just if you w- could be okay do something not do something just not okay. being plugged into yeah. all this other stuff yeah. going on I'd like to, i mean of course i'd like to you know get a big settlement to Go away and then figure that out. Well, that it's called retirement. You know, settlement. You <laughs> work your way up. You save and you invest. Oh, okay. and oh that hire I was, a person, okay. and okay. you know, then one day they call you and tell you, "Yeah, you can retire." I've talked to enough people in in the TV business to know that they basically say pretty much that's how it works. One day they get a phone call. I can, you know, I won't call names, but I could call at least three different people who've told me that they got a phone call. It was their, you know, retirement coach or, you know, investor or whatever. And they said, you know, I've got good news. We've hit the number. You know, because you come up with the number that you need. Yeah. They said, we got good, we've got we hit the number. You can retire. Wow. And that's it. And, you know, or you can keep working if you want. Just yeah. know we've hit the number. Okay. We're good. And because you never know because you invest in different things. They rise, they fall, and, you know, do all kinds of stuff. So, you know, it's it's crazy. So Butch has hit the number. He can mm. retire. Man, still waiting for that call. Stand by. Never no, know. I'll be standing by for a Never while. Never know. Yeah, you keep doing these parlays and stuff, you know. <laughs> Look, if I'm keep banking. racking them up there. One day you just go all in. I don't think retirement like, is. Like you got a funny feeling about the Cardinals last year. You know, you get that funny feeling. Just, you know, just, just go all in. I'm sure the missus won't mind. Uh. Just go all in. I go all in a lot, or not a lot, but sometimes, but not not all, not all. Just in. go all like, in on that, you know, like that over under there. Just a frisky, like you know, a frisky certain level yeah. of all in. Yeah, and you know, actually, don't do that. And that's, don't go all in. And that certain level is nowhere that. near what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, 
You can retire. You know, you hit it and you retire. If not, what's the worst? You could just have to start over, you know, yeah, no, from scratch. not interested in that. Yeah, it's rough. Work too hard for that. Looks like the Carolina Panthers, after 49 interviews, they have found their man. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich. Mm. Frank Reich is going to take over as the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Looks like he beat out Steve Wilkes. Yeah, that's tough. Um, but it's an offensive league, um, so I, I I understand. But it's uh, I mean they gotta they they're just like everybody else at this point. They gotta figure out what they want to do at quarterback, uh, and if they can't, then you know Frank Reich will be out of a job coming up in two years. I mean, he may get three. Th- Maybe. Depending on what happens during the first two. What depends on what they look like. Yeah. What those those three years look like. If they're competitive. If they're not, then yeah, it won't be three years. Yeah, you know, Reich is sixty one already. I didn't realize he was he was quite that old. But he's sixty one already here. Um and you know, had a fairly successful run with the uh you know, with, with the Colts. You know, it wasn't like you know, world beaters, but they did I. Um, and, you know, now they're – you go down to Carolina, and I don't know what, what magic they think he's got in the bag, but I guess we'll find out. Um, and they've got to get with the – you know, here's the other thing about this, Darren, that this screams to me. This doesn't scream rookie quarterback. This screams veteran quarterback to me. Feels that way. This feels like, you know, I don't know if it's going to be David Carr or, or something – which I think is what I said the other day, actually, when you asked me uh, just yesterday about where I thought David Carr was going to end up, and I, I think I said Carolina. Um, but, you know, it's... Derek. It, what I said? David. Oh, yeah, that flashback to another time and place. Uh, <laughs> Say, they're brothers. I mean, they, they are, are related. They are, they, are, related. They, are, they are brothers. Derek Carr, uh, the former quarterback now for the, for the Las Vegas slash Oakland slash Los Angeles Raiders, and all of the above, um, this screams, you know, veteran quarterback out there in Carolina. Now, which one? I'm not sure. But, you know, this screams like somebody, you know, who knows his system and wants to do what Frank Wright does. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens from there. Look, if Derek Carr ends up going to Carolina, I'd say without a doubt, Frank Reich hired as the coach, Derek Carr is the quarterback, and the pieces that they have – currently in place and we'll see what else they're able to add in that division that sorry that division, division yeah. that we talked Not about good. yesterday they will without a doubt i think be the favorites to win that division yeah. yeah to win the division now can they make any noise with the upper echelons of the of the nfc you know and, but see that's what's fun about the nfl we don't know we don't know who's going to be good and who's going to be bad next year we have no idea so you know, it, it'll it'll be interesting to watch because you don't you really don't know. Are the Giants for real? Are they gonna be back next year? We don't know. No, nope, don't know. You don't know. Is Aaron Rodgers gonna be back in Green Bay? The, yeah, the, is is Kirk Cousins gonna fall off the cliff next year finally for the Vikings? I don't know. Yeah, that's. There's, that's a, there's a whole bunch of unknowns there. Those are, that's those are legit questions. You know, uh, you know, Geno Smith in Seattle is that a one year wonder? Is he gonna be back to you know, fourteen picks and. 12 touchdowns next year and 1,700 yards? You don't know. So, I mean, the door is certainly wide open for the right for the right people to come on in. 
because somebody's going to fall. That's, that's the only one you can guarantee is somebody who is looking good right now, had a, we would think is a pretty good team, is going to be trash next year. Yeah, that's how it works. Absolute trash. That's the beauty of the NFL. Titans went from the number one seed to out. <laughs> out of the playoffs entirely. So his five seasons as the head coach in Indianapolis, and he didn't make it five. I guess we'll go four and a half to four be exact, right? Ten and six. Lost in the wild card game to the Kansas City Chiefs. Beat the Texans. And then uh, lost to okay, so beat the Texans in the wild card game, lost to the Chiefs in the divisional round. Okay, next year seven and nine missed everything. Next year eleven and five, lost to the Bills in the wild card game. Next year was last, not this, not this current season, the season before the crumble at the end with Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. missed playoffs at nine and eight, and this year three five and one, fired. Overall, 40-33-1 as a head coach in the National Football League. And, of course, uh, he will forever be uh, the <laughs> one of the greatest backup quarterbacks in the history of football uh, after that um, comeback win over. He'll always be linked to the Houston slash Titans franchise. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people who feel like if it were not for that, there's a lot of questions about if the Titans would even be here right now. Uh, because you know, and, and we've never talked about this, but this is this is something interesting to just think about. If that team in '93 uh, goes on, you know, or or they had another team, they had a couple of really great teams in the early to mid '90s. There, if one of those teams goes on to win the Super Bowl, not just not just get there, goes and war and listen, Warren Moon's a Hall of Fame quarterback of of any caliber you can imagine. He is certainly capable of winning the Super Bowl at that particular run. It just didn't happen. But if they go and they do it, is the city of Houston really going to tell Bud Adams no to a new stadium at that point? Are they really going to pick up and move to Nashville at Probably that point? Not. Probably not. Probably not. And, and and who else was going to be ambitious enough, Mayor Bredesen slash Governor Bredesen, to work out that deal to get an NFL team here? Because it wasn't like there was just a whole bunch of them up for grabs. You know, the NFL hasn't expanded since then. So it is likely Nashville was never going to get a team if that comeback didn't happen there and if Houston obviously goes on. Uh, but that Buffalo Bills team went on and went to the Super Bowl. They lost again, but they went to the Super Bowl. And I, I think, Darren, honestly, there's a legitimate question that if Warren Moon and the Houston Oilers get to a Super Bowl, just get there, or do they leave Houston? They don't even have to win. If they got blown out by the Cowboys just like the Bills did, do they, you know, do, do they, does the city of Houston blink? It's a fair question. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say. Jets have made a couple of hires as well. Their new OC, Nathaniel Hackett, who couldn't hack a season in Denver. So he's the new offensive coordinator. Keith Carter is their new O-line coach slash run game coordinator. So Keith Garter, formerly offensive line coach of the Titans, now the Jets O-line coach. And as I said, run game coordinator, they hire Nathaniel Hackett, who couldn't hack it in Denver for an entire season. He's the new OC. Nathaniel Hackett was 
was doing what before he got to Denver? He was the OC in Green Bay. Okay. So he went from Aaron Rodgers to Is this going to flan is this Russell going Wilson to fan to- the flames more for Rodgers to the Jets? Yes, it is. This hire is going to have New York, yes, talking about it even more. Rodgers to the Jets. Because it's already a big rumor, and now this will only make it worse. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers really wants to go to New York and play for the Jets. I, I, I just wonder about that. I know he's not afraid of the big stage or anything like that. I just really wonder if he, if he's in the mood for that kind of a thing. Um, based on where he's been for the last, you know, umpteen years. Do you really want to go do that? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, everybody seems to have a lot of faith in their coach out there in New York and Robert Sala, that he's the right guy. Well, we'll this, is a, this is a critical year for him. Yeah, it is. Critical year. You could be a nice guy all you want. People can love you all you want. But this is a results business, okay? And the Jets, usually their results are poor. They, they have gotten they're terrible sorry, results. They're a sorry franchise. They can't, you know, you got to win games. Yeah. They've, they've been always deemed as one of those bad run, poorly run franchises, period. You can push back on that all you want, but history it's not really an opinion. It's just a fact. Yeah, I mean. I mean, we know we can identify the traditionally bad organizations. Jets, Browns, Mm -hmm. Lions, Mm -hmm. Cardinals, Mm -hmm. right? Jags. (laughs) Hasn't done well. I'm just saying. Um, I said traditionally. doesn't mean they never win. Oh, sure. It means just over decades and over time, they've made a lot of dumb decisions. And they're usually a team that's not a playoff team and having success. Even the Cardinals got the. Super By the way, Bowl the Bengals. Yeah. The Bengals. Yeah. Have been a laughing stock for a long time. Well, they've had a couple Super Bowl runs. So obviously Ken Anderson, Boomer Sias, and mm-hmm. they had some patches. Mm-hmm. But then they were a, a laughing stock, a, a the butt of all jokes. Sure. And then they get Joe Burrow, and now they're like you know the toast well, of the town. Part of the reason they're the toast of the town now is because they were a laughing stock for so long. That's how they ended up with the draft picks to yeah well, end up with Joe Burrow and Jamar, and Jamar Chase. Chase yeah. Which by the way, Sean McDermott was asked about them. Yeah, it was the GM. Did you, did you, wasn't the head coach. I know. Did you see that? What, the GM? Was it the Bills GM? It was the, the Bills GM, Was yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know why I thought it was McDermott. No. Okay. So it was, yeah, I don't. Because they wear the same thing and sit in front of the same background. It, it, okay. They blend okay. in pretty easily. I thought there. that was strange for the head coach to be, okay, but all right, that makes sense. Yes. And he was asked about, I guess, upgrading their wide receivers. Yeah. You know, to maybe get a guy like Jamar Chase, and he was like basically like, he pretty much said, yeah, we have no interest in sucking. That's how the Bengals got Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. That's yeah, how it works. That's what he said. You have to suck really bad to get the first pick overall. And what yeah. was Jamar Chase? Fifth, third? Fifth. Fifth? Yeah. Fifth pick overall? That's yeah. right. We, we went over this. We did this exercise yesterday. Yeah. And Devlin raised up five fingers. And I still, I forgot a day later. That's pretty sad. It's just, you know, age yeah. and stuff. Thanks. And stuff. Thank you. It's okay. Appreciate it. I'm just I'm here to forgive and and understand and remind. Yeah, and just remind. Yeah, I'm here to uh, here to for, forgive and remind. Remind you. you. That's all. There's no it's no shade. There's no disrespect. And it doesn't matter. You'll forget I said it anyway. Wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. All right. We'll come back. We'll talk to Terry McCormick. He has been covering the team since day one. Yes. TitanInsider.com. Memphis day one. Yes. That is that is a true statement. We'll talk to him next here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio.
Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Fifth Avenue, downtown Music City. McFarland Show, Darren and Justin here with you on this Thursday afternoon. Hope everybody's having a great day. Absolutely. To this point, let's do a little old school radio. Two twenty-two is the time. Absolutely. Two twenty-two is the time. Darren here. and Justin here, left to right on your radio dial on this cloudy afternoon across Music City, Hello, U.S. of A. Music City, U.S. of A. <laughs> let's bring in Terry McCormick. TitanInsider.com. He's old school. Yeah, he knows about that. Terry, what's up? Oh, how are you guys doing? Fantastic. What's new and exciting in your world as you've entered your offseason? As I enter my offseason, well, finally, I mean, I know that there are, you know, about 100 coaching vacancies. It no feels kidding. Like the let's start, but, honestly, uh, let's start there. So, Justin and I have been talking about this. This, for some reason, is not like – all the other off seasons, it was more about the coordinators instead of the head coaches. How much are you surprised about that? Yeah, I think, you know, when you look, I believe I read somewhere that scoring was down quite a bit this year in the NFL. So I guess everybody's looking for ways to, you know, try and find ways to score points. And the Titans are certainly uh, at the head of that list of teams that need to figure out ways to score points. Like Mike Brable said as much, uh, in Rand Carthon's introductory press conference last week. So it's interesting that so many teams have looked to fill offensive coordinator vacancies as well, you know, even more so than head coach. I think there's what, maybe 11 or 12 
uh, vacancies. A couple of them have been filled now. I think, uh, you know, obviously Bill O'Brien left Alabama to go back and work with Bill Belichick in New England. And uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who was an unmitigated disaster as a head coach in Denver, but a pretty good coordinator, is going to the Jets, which now, of course, has triggered everyone into thinking that Aaron Rodgers is going to yeah. the Jets. I think the total ended up being 14 coordinator jobs were open. Now, like you said, they've been filling up. But I think the number got to 14, which is amazing. And it looks like Keith Carter, by the way, will be joining Nathaniel Hackett as the O-line slash run game coordinator for the Jets. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, you know, Keith Carter certainly had his issues here. I think a lot of those were in terms of injuries and things like that to the personnel uh, that forced it, kind of forced his hand a little bit. But I do think that, you know, they're probably putting, you know, some of the blame probably has to go to him for the lack of development of guys like Dylan Raidens and Aaron Brewer to become top-flight starters uh, as they were expected to be. What? Who do? Okay, let's just start with the division, okay? The Texans. Are they going to address their quarterback situation with their pick, or do you think they're going to go after one of these big names? Well, when you're picking second in the draft and knowing that the Bears are 99% sure not taking a quarterback because they have Justin Fields and want to build around him, uh, you've got your pick of the litter. And this is not a great quarterback class. I don't think we're going to look back years from now and say that John Elway, Jim Kelly, and Dan Marino came out of this class? Probably not. But but if you have a chance to get either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud when you're up there picking at number two, I think you probably got to roll with it. Okay, and I figured you'd say that, but I wanted just to get your thoughts. What about the Colts? What what do you think they're going to do about their quarterback situation? I think they draft whoever is left over among those two, although they're – have been, for whatever reason, people who said, oh, you know, they're really smitten with uh, Will Levis. Now, they may be apparently the only ones other than Mel Kuyper who are smitten with Will Levis. But, uh, I mean, you're a Kentucky fan. Tell me what you thought of it. I um, watched him a lot. I've said this on the show. I expect – look, I've talked to people, so I've tried to get a little bit Different perspective. I want to be wowed when people are saying, you know, this guy's going to go like when, you know, the mock drafts right now, they've got Anthony Richardson. Like, I, I'm not a professional scout. Okay. I just do sports talk radio. I, I watch Anthony Richardson. I don't get it. Like, I, what am I missing on this guy being a top 10 pick from Florida? I, what in the world am I missing other than he can run? Sure. But that's, that to me has got, boom or probably more bust written all the way it feels that way with a lot of these guys you've said will levis feels like either a boom or a bust and now i watch him i obviously know he's got big arm he's got the size he's everybody i've talked to says he's very smart he's an intelligent guy intelligent quarterback but i expect to be when i when you talk about being a top five pick I want to be wowed. I want to be blown away when I watch you. I think he makes too many mistakes. And, no, I don't see it. But, again, that's just my eyes. I don't see it. It feels like him and Richardson are boom or bust. And, quite honestly, 
Way Bryce, his size, Young and Stroud are probably in the same category. Like, I don't know who's going to turn out to be good. I mean, the chances are one of them is going to be really, really good, right? But there's a chance the other three can flop or just be average to, you know, just be average quarterbacks. No, I agree with you. I think, you know, you've got to, it's a very, it's maybe even more of an inexact science now than it ever has been because the college game has changed so much. Everybody runs the spread. Everybody runs RPOs. And unless you're willing to adapt some of that into your offense, you're trying to put, you know, the square peg in the round hole, so to speak. You know, every, you know everybody goes out, you know, spending high picks on these guys, hoping that they're hoping they turn into Josh Allen, but then you're, you know, there's always the flip side that they can turn into Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, Mitch Trubisky, right? I mean, we can just start going down the list of all these guys that have been drafted high, and they're already backups in the league, you know? Or out of the league. Or out yeah. of the league, yeah, or out of the league. Yeah. So what do you think ultimately the Titans are going to do about their quarterback position? What do you think Rand Carthen? I mean, he's got to tackle a lot of things, but that is something they have to address is it Ryan Tannehill? And who, if it is, who's going to be his backup? I think the smart thing to do, if I were Rand Carthen, and I'm not because they didn't hire me to be the general manager, obviously, but you know that Mike Vrabel really likes Ryan Tannehill. You know, he has said as much. I think you try to get Ryan Tannehill healthy, you roll with him for next year, and you probably bring back Josh Dobbs to be his backup. Uh, you know, I thought Dobbs acquitted himself pretty well, given the limited amount of time he was here. You know, he showed that he was smart enough to pick up what they were doing and, you know, make the offense look competent at times. And, uh, you know, on the other hand, you know, Malik Willis to me looks like one of those, what I just said, one of those guys that if you're not willing to go all in with him and do what he does, he, you're not going to get the maximum out of his ability. So, you know, I think we saw that when he got into action and was forced in there when Tannehill was hurt. And I think, you know, the Titans don't have enough draft capital to get from 11 into the top three or four in order to get one of these get one of these quarterbacks, even if they wanted one of them. And quite frankly, two of the top four picks belong to their division rivals. Yep. Texans aren't trading with them. Colts aren't trading with them. So those two picks are probably already gone on quarterbacks. So at, at best, you'd be getting the third best quarterback on most people's boards if you took one at number 11. So I think they go other ways. You know, you could, you could go and sign a free agent. You could go and, you know, bring in Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo or Daniel Jones or somebody like that. But then you're talking about having to redo everything from scratch and maybe not for a long period of time because there's no guarantee that Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield or Daniel Jones or, or even Lamar Jackson, if, you know, if he got to the open market or, or was traded, there's no guarantee that any of those guys are a long-term answer because one, some of them have been overly productive and two, uh, like with Lamar Jackson and, to a certain extent, Mayfield and Garoppolo, they battled their own injury issues. And how much do you really want to invest in that, even though they're younger than Tannehill? You know, I think sometimes the devil you do know is better than the devil you don't know, for you know, for lack of a better term. 
All right, give me – they have to be no-brainers, okay? Give me the no-brainer moves, names we know, starters we know, that Rand Carthen and the Titans are moving on from. They're not bringing back. The no-brainers. Okay. I got to think Taylor Lewan is at the top of that so list. You put that as a no-brainer, he's not back. Yes, not at, not at the price tag he has. If he If he wants to be released and come back and play for – you know, on a $1 million veteran minimum deal or something like that, then you'd entertain that because it would be low risk, high reward. But for what their numbers are right now, there are four guys that I'm moving on from immediately, and it's going to save me over $40 million in cap space. Lawan is at the top of that list. Zach Cunningham is on that list. Robert Woods is on that list. And Bud Dupree is on that list. And when you look at the four of them, the only one that really, well, I'll say two. I'll include LeJuan because when he's healthy, he's been pretty decent. Uh, the only one of those other three that you go, when he's on the field, he makes a difference, is Bud Dupree. But he's not been on the field. and You cannot afford to pay an eight-digit salary to a guy who's giving you a half a year. You just can't. Lawan Dupree, and who were the other two? Cunningham and Cunning- Woods. Cunningham and Woods. Woods. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's those two are definitely no-brainers, right? Woods and Cunningham. Like, there's not even a discussion. Um, what about Ben Jones? Do you think he actually tries to come back and play another year, or are they also looking for a full-time center? I think Ben Jones is hard. He would love to play another year, finish out his contract. But, you know, I think he's got a decision to make. You know, two concussions in a relatively short amount of time and a guy who's on the wrong side of 30, he's got to start thinking about his well-being and life after football. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he decides to hang it up and tell the Titans that they need to look for another center. Now, they could always re-sign Corey Levin to a cheap deal, or they could sign, you know, keep Aaron Brewer and move him from – guard to center, which would make him a little less of a liability because you can use a smaller guy at center, and that is his natural position or was in college. So, you know, you could do that, or you could spend a third or fourth round pick on a center and, you know, groom that guy so that he's your starter for the next three or four years. You know, they're in a sticky situation with this offensive line because I think we saw it this year. When you rely on rookies, and I'm talking about Nicholas Petit Ferrer, who was average. You know, when you rely on rookies, rookie linemen have to learn the ropes. They get beat most of the time. Unless they're, you know, come out gangbusters like Quentin Nelson did with the Colts a few years back, or like Trey Smith did with the Chiefs a couple of years ago. You know, rookie offensive linemen generally learn the hard way by getting their quarterback beat up by not, you know, making the necessary blocks, you know, to expedite in the run game all the time. It's just because they're going up against guys who are older and wiser and have been around and know all the tricks of the trade. So, you know, if they're going to fix this offensive line, I almost think they can't afford to have really more than one rookie starting. They need to go into free agency, find a couple of holes to fill there, and – then go with maybe a rookie left tackle with veterans around to 
help that guy ease into the transition from college to pro. Terry, what did you take away from Mike Vrabel's uh, comments about injuries at the end of the year uh, where he was calling guys two-time offenders uh, when it came to soft tissue injuries? Is, is that – if you heard your name during that press conference, is that not kind of a, a message or a writing on the wall that you may want to start looking for apartments elsewhere? Oh, absolutely it is. I think that that means you need to be conditioning year-round. That need, means you need to be, uh, you know, not that maybe those guys aren't already doing that. It means that you need to maybe change your diet and reshape the way that uh, you approach that, uh, you know, because, you know, they don't want guys who are going you know, to train hard in during the season and eat right, and then all of a sudden, out on the banquet circuit uh, in the off season, or be seen at the drive-through at McDonald's, you know, very often. Not, not that I'm saying those guys were doing that, but I think it did send a clear message that Brable, and the organization feels like that some of these soft tissue injuries are preventable. And he pointed out Kevin Byard saying that he'd never had a pulled hamstring the whole time he'd been here. In fact, he'd never missed a game the whole time he's been here. And Kevin Byard is one of the first people who will tell you. He says, over time, he said, I learned that I have to take care of my body, Mm -hmm. not only in season, but out of season in order to be ready for the rigors of an NFL season because it does take a toll on your body. And he wants to be as ready as possible. And that includes everything from the way he trains, to the way he eats, to the way he sleeps, all those sorts of things. And, and take, I think that that's a lesson that a lot of these other guys may have to fall in line and learn. Yeah, he takes it very seriously for sure. Um, wanted to ask you about your impressions of the uh, most recent press conference we had with Rand Carthen and uh, Mike Vrabel where the word cooperation was thrown around quite a bit. And it left some people wondering who truly is in charge of this football team. So, Terry, I'm going to ask you your impressions. Who is in charge of this football team? That's a good question, one that they never really, you know, settled on a definitive answer when they were talking about that. Uh, You know, Rand Carthen made several references to, it's my job to work with Mike Brable and get him the best players I can get him so that he can – he can coach them up and they can execute the game plans and do it, you know, play the style of football he wants to play. But, you know, Mike Rabel never came out and said, I'm calling the shots here. I'm, you know, Rand Carthon's answering to me. So that leads me to believe that that's not the case. I think what you get is what Amy Adams Strunk wants is two guys who are going to work together. And yes, Vrabel initially might have a little bit more of the upper hand because he's been here, he's got a proven track record, and, you know, he's the guy that, uh, you know, is kind of the face of this organization right now. But I don't think that that means that Rand Carthon is going to be subservient and, and answering to everything that Vrabel wants because you don't need that. You need we – saw, we saw that here several years ago when, you know, after the the breakup of Jeff Fisher and Floyd Reese, we kind of saw some general managers kind of take a back seat to some of the head coaches. And in the end, it proved to be a detriment because the coach needs to coach the players 
that are there and available that the GM provides. The GM and the scouting staff have to provide the type of players that the coach wants. Now, that's not to say there's not going to be disagreements, but I would expect there to be disagreements. And who, who referees those disputes? I have no idea. You know, I guess it could be Amy Adams Strunk, but my guess is she's not been watching, you know, film of linebackers from Penn State to determine if this guy fits the defensive scheme or not. So it's going to be interesting to see how that, you know, how that kind of shakes out and, and you know, where they go when there is a dispute. But, you know, in that regard, even if, even if Mike Vrabel currently has a little bit more say because he's been here longer and because he is the coach, he's the guy who's going to be, you know, putting the product out on the field, I think Rand Carthen has to have enough power and enough say-so that when Mike Vrabel says, I like this guy, that Rand Carthen say, no, this guy's not a fit because of this. Terry, good stuff. It's going to be a interesting offseason mm-hmm. for – Sure. Thanks for doing this. Uh, by the way, who wins on Sunday? Who's playing in the Super Bowl? I think Philly and Cincinnati. Mm. Philly and Cincy. Here we go. Okay. That'll good stuff. New. Appreciate it. Enjoy it. We'll uh, talk I, soon. I think, I think a hobbled Patrick Mahomes is probably tilts the AFC game toward the Bengals. Uh, you know, if, if Mahomes were 100%, I'd probably go with the Chiefs. Well, if you look at the uh, press conference video today, uh, he is making sure he has no limp and looks absolutely perfectly fine. And because no one probably heard a word he said, they were just waiting for him to get behind, walk out from behind that podium and watch him go down those steps and out of that room. And that video was all over the place. And, you know, they're, they're trying to act like everything, nothing to see here. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm just I'm not buying it. That's interesting. Cincinnati, Philadelphia. All right, good stuff. Appreciate it. All right, see you guys. Terry McCormick, com. 615-844-5600 is how you can get in touch with us. That is our phone line. We're wide open the rest of the hour. Whatever you want to talk about, we can talk about it with you. We'll do that next here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. 
bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts. Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR, Sky Scan Forecast. Today's going to be mostly cloudy with a high of 40, clearing and colder tonight, the low 24. Sunny Friday, high 52. Saturday, sunny, high 56. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. Good stuff from Terry McCormick. Butch Spearden joins us to begin the second hour of the program, the McFarland Show here on WNSR. 615-844-5600. Go down to Columbia. Nate is standing by. Nate, what's up? What's up, guys? Um, I should. I, I didn't think of this the other day, but I had a thought earlier today where I was sitting in the arena on Tuesday, and after Janelle had scored, I had thought about, you know, this is the perfect game for him to actually score a goal because. It was a very physical game, and it plays into the uh, style of game he likes to play. Uh, I, I wonder if that's why he hasn't been scoring much this season, because there haven't that been that many physical games, just because the league is going to more a, a skate fast, happy league. I don't know if I buy that. I just I believe he's <laughs> had bad luck, bad puck luck. I talked about it last night with Nino Niederreiter and. Ryan and McDonough said, I've heard this term forever, you know, bad pu- puck luck. You know, puck luck. Either good or bad, puck luck. Okay. It's like it's, I've always wondered, is that a real thing? And, you know, they said it's a real thing. And sometimes, I mean, when you look at the analytics, because everybody's that's what everybody uses now, his analytics are almost exactly on par with what he had last year and we know he finished with 24 goals. And don't forget, what did he finish? The last 15, 16 games of the season didn't have a goal and still finished with 24. And yet his analytics show that he's on pace, basically doing the same thing analytics-wise. And he's got four goals. So he's, you know, he's hit the post a lot. And maybe certain things that were happening for him last year were going in. This year, the same thing isn't going in. So, uh, you know, they subscribe to it. That's two players, uh, two established players in the league. Um, and, I, you know, I look, if they say it's real, I'll, I'll buy it too. I just think he's having a bad puck luck. Goal. 
it's like tree love in golf when you shank one to the woods and somehow it knocks the tree perfectly where you end up in the fairway. Yeah. I mean, look, he's still a physical guy. There's, they still want to be what they were doing last year, but, you know, he also was contributing in the scoring department where this year uh, he is not. And, look, let's be honest, Nate, in the offseason, wasn't that a question? I mean, I know I talked about it. Can Tanner Genova? That's what you always want to know, right? Whenever somebody bursts onto the scene, okay, that's awesome, cool, 24 goals or fill-in-the-blank example, right, at any sport. Can they bring it? Can they do it again? Can you run it back? Can you do the same thing, or can you be even better? That's what you always want to know. You want to you want to see it done again. And look, that's the hardest part about professional sports: is the greatest, the best, keep running it back. Others struggle with that. Clearly, he has struggled with that this year. Yeah, um, and hey, did y'all see where? Valley Sports might be in trouble. They uh, might it's be not might. for bankruptcy. It's not might. There's no really might. You can drop might. It's it's a trouble. I mean, they're they are almost ten billion dollars in debt. B billion. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that until today. Um, I was listening to a different show, and then I heard that something's going on with Bally, so I went to look it up, and I saw the B word, and I was like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, no, uh, they're in, uh, there's another B word attached to that article. It's called bankruptcy. Yeah, that's what I was. Now, yeah, I don't know. That, Look, I've seen this happen in, in this world, in the oh, radio yeah. world, where yeah. I've seen them uh, go belly up. I've been a part of going belly up. But I've also seen where you hear it, 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 and they restructure, and they restructure, and they do this, and they do that, and they restructure. You hear it, you hear it, and they never file bankruptcy, and they never go away. So I'm not smart enough to know how all that works behind the scenes when it comes to lawyers and accountants and all the smart people that will be involved in trying to save that thing. But, look, it affects the Predators. It affects a lot of other NHL teams. It affects NBA teams. It affects Major League Baseball teams yeah, that are yeah. all tied to Bally sports. People want to know where they can see certain things, and if that's in question, then obviously uh, that, that, that affects uh, you know, the relationship that the fan has with that team, without question. You, you, you want to know where you can watch your, watch your team. The bottom line is Bally sports seems like it, it seems like from what I've read. And, and look, Justin, you can weigh in on this because you've got first – this it's tied to – they're tied to Sinclair. I mean, you read the articles, right? They're owned yeah, by Sinclair. They are. But it's a different it's a different they're separated too. They but I'm are. saying they are under, under the, the same roof. Yeah. Under kinda, the same umbrella a little bit. Kinda, right? You know, it, it from you know, from all indications, uh, you know, Bally came in, they had a lot of bright ideas at first, and for whatever the reason, um, you know, things have clearly not turned uh, turned out great for them um, on a lot of different fronts. Well, that's what I was going to say. One of those, obviously, one of those bright ideas was let's capitalize like everybody else and make people pay for our service and the sports fans will. And in my opinion, this is just my mm-hmm. humble opinion. They overpriced themselves. Like nineteen ninety nine. I'm sorry. I and clearly it was the wrong price point because. 
you read the articles, it doesn't sound like very many people signed up, or at least not to the level that they thought were going to sign up. And, and listen, again, I'm not, I'm not smart enough to, even me, know all the, all the different things and structures and payment and who got what from who and where and how and why. But for whatever the reason, uh, it doesn't seem like it's, it's going well for, for that particular part of the company, and they're going to have to make some serious changes. Now, whether or not those changes are going to affect you on the air this year as far as the way that you watch the team, I don't know if it's going to happen that Probably fast. Not. Probably not. Uh, I think we could be looking at some kind of off-season uh, restructuring or rebranding or, or something like that. But also, Nate, uh, keep in mind, and Darren, uh, I've also seen it where they've declared bankruptcy, companies have declared bankruptcy, and the company sticks and stays around somehow. Yeah, um, they I don't. Too. You know, it doesn't change. It doesn't mean you're closing the doors and it's all going away. And we're never going to see it again. They declare. Think they were able to work it out. They're able to make arrangements. They're able to make their payments. Whatever the case may be, business deals are very complicated. Very complicated. And there's also, and Nate, I don't know if you if you saw this or read this, and I don't have the the particulars in front of me. But, you know, the government steps in. People step in when companies are in trouble. And I think I've already read where – tell me if you saw this too, where they they were expected to owe, I I guess, like $170 million for the month of February for something or more, and they've already had that deferred. Or, you know, they don't have have to make that payment in February. So, again, these are steps people – intervene and you know i so i don't know where this is going mm. i just know that it's it's not good yeah unfortunately i haven't really gotten the chance to read an article i just did a quick google search and saw the word bankruptcy i was like oh that's fun um mm. so but Justin, you're talking about companies that actually filed bankruptcy not the ones that yelled bankruptcy like michael scott <laughs> Yes, I'm talking about companies that actually filed for bankruptcy and, you know, they still now, are they the same company they were before? No, no, things are different now on the back end, but uh, they're still able to hang in there somehow, hang out, still have a presence somewhere. Um, And, you know, you you just don't. Businesses is, is a very interesting world. Uh, with a lot of different different turns and different ways things can go, so um, yeah, I think I think it's best for me to leave it leave it right there for for me in this situation because, like I said, it's it, there's there's a lot that could happen here uh, one way or the other. But I really don't think you know I feel fairly safe in saying that I do not believe it's going to affect the fans' relationship with whomever team that you're watching this particular season, like within the next few months. But long-term, I think there could be some definite changes for sure. Well, we'll see what happens tonight against the Devils. Y'all have a great day, guys. Thank you, sir. Yep, New Jersey tonight, and then a a good break for the Preds and the league. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. a couple of weeks. It's not not the typical All-Star break that they've had. This is... This feels a little bit closer to more like their Olympic breaks that they've taken in the past. I was going to say, how long It's not three weeks, but it's... Oh. So I looked at the schedule. I was like, oh, we're going to be gone for a bit. February 7th. Huh. All right. Okay. Well, you just free up a whole After seven to ten days there. What is t- tonight is January 26th. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, at least uh, oh, going weeks. on a couple weeks there. Two yeah. weeks. Just, you know, get some space. You know, let's get some space. Well, in all seriousness, not and not to 
try to break down too much of this because we we don't we honestly we don't know. Um, we could take educated guesses, but my educated guess where this impacts the Predators or all the other professional sports teams that are associated with Valley Sports, right? Mm-hmm. As you know, mm-hmm. we all know the driving force for professional sports is what? Well, not sports, not professional sports. Sports, the driving television force deals. is television deals, Yeah. period. Like, ticket sales are great. Merch sales is great. There's all kinds of other ways to bring in revenue, advertising. It's all, all that's great stuff and needed. But the driving force, the blood, the guts of really how they make money is TV contracts. Yeah. And so the point is, if you have made a if you have a contract mm-hmm. and you are owed X amount of dollars from a TV contract, and that is included in your budget, your revenue, right? And they end up defaulting on this. And say, hey, we can't pay you. We can't honor this contract. Well. Then that affects everybody involved. I, 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 and again, I don't know. But I, I, from what I've read and looked into, it doesn't seem like they're going to default on payments to the actual league itself. It seems like there's some partners somewhere that may not get the money that, well, that's they're, what I'm at. that they're due. I didn't say the league. I said but, the partners, the yeah. Preds. Like, well, no, if, no, 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 not the, no, because it, it's the partners doesn't necessarily mean the, the direct team itself. Okay. It, j- other subsidiaries within that, because, you know, some of these loan deals are very complicated with a lot of different partners. Okay, so. you're, you're talking over my head. But, go ahead. Floor's no, yours. No, no, I'm not trying to. I'll, no, I'm not, I don't understand. You know the inner workings better than me. Oh, all I'm, all I can, you know, and again, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, trying to, because I'm trying not to get myself in trouble here because I don't, you know, I've gotten exactly gotten clearance for, yeah. for a lot of this stuff. So I'm trying to be very tempered in what I'm saying here, because uh, I don't want to speak out of term. All I'm saying is this, from what I'm seeing and what I'm reading, and again, I, I this is really, you know, kind of stepping out just a little bit here, but I, I think that the people who are not getting paid are not the teams themselves. Okay. It is people who loan them money to make this happen to begin with. Okay. If, if, if I wanted to buy something from you, Darren, if I wanted to buy something from you, and I borrowed some money from Devlin to buy something from you, but all of a sudden now I don't have enough money to pay Devlin, Devlin back bro. from the – well, me and you are good. Yeah. Because I've already paid you. I got you. my money and you got your product. Now, whatever's going on on the back end is you between me and Devlin. Devlin. Yeah. So I think that's really more okay. of what's going on versus the Predators didn't get paid or some other organization good. didn't get paid. That's, uh, that's, I hope that's true. That's refreshing because you don't want it affecting, you know, the team in your market. Yeah. It, and again, it's I think enormously Grizzly, complicated. They had the list, aren't the Grizzlies they are, a part of that too? They yeah, are. So Grizzlies. Well, it's and twenty-two. Friends. It's yeah. twenty-two different markets. Yeah. So it's it's a huge deal, and when you get a deal like that, it's it's mad. It's got a lot of people. <laughs> it's not it's, it's not three or four people at a table. It, it's three four hundred at a table to get something like that done. To be continued. Yeah, for sure. And it is a big deal. It is. But I hope that actually, I honestly, I hope that's that's how it works because you don't want your teams affected, right? Because they depend on that. That's oh, sure. a big, 
Yeah, the team, yeah, it's they a big part of their revenue, so they can pay players, sure. pay their pay their Employees, people, run the organization, yes. do yeah. what they need to do. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, that's going to do it for the first hour of the program. We'll come back, Butch Spirit, and maybe we ask Butch. He knows everything. Butch actually might know about this. <laughs> he may. He actually might. I didn't know. There's very few times I ever question, should I ask Butch or not? Because I usually just go on the category of, he'll know. All right, we'll come back. Butch Spearden to begin the second hour. That's next. ABC News, I'm Alexis Christophorus. Five former Memphis police officers are now facing criminal charges, including second-degree murder in the death of Tyree Nichols earlier this month. The officers were fired by the police department after a review of body cam video allegedly showing the officers beating Nichols during his arrest. ABC News legal analyst Chana Lloyd on what the department determined. We have the body cam that we're going to be looking to see, hopefully. We're going to be looking to see other evidence that they had that they were very much aware. The violations of, of the protocols and standards of procedure, because this was clearly an excessive use of force. So we're looking for the, that type of detail and nuances. Other charges include official misconduct and aggravated kidnapping. President Biden is in Virginia touting the nation's economic recovery since he took office. He's calling on Congress to strike a deal on raising the debt ceiling. Jobless claims are down slightly last week from the week before. This is ABC News. You've got advanced prostate cancer, but you're not waiting around. You want straight talk to facts about a Govix. Orgovix Religolix 120 milligram prescription tablets is a treatment for adults with advanced prostate cancer. Fact, Orgovix is a different kind of androgen deprivation therapy treatment, a pill, not an injection. Orgovix may cause serious side effects, including a heart condition called QT prolongation. Tell your doctor right away if you feel dizzy, faint, have a racing or pounding heart or chest pain. Orgovix can cause harm to an unborn baby or miscarriage. Use birth control during treatment and for two weeks after Orgovix treatment. The most common side effects include hot flushes, increased blood sugar and blood fat levels, muscle and joint pain, decreased blood hemoglobin levels, increased liver enzymes, tiredness, constipation, and diarrhea. Other side effects include weight gain, decreased sex drive, and erectile function problems. Orgovix may cause infertility. Talk to your doctor if infertility is a concern for you. Go with a Govix. Ask your doctor. For more facts, visit GoWithTheFacts.com. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Listen, you can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. 
Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, I need that. Now the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour on this Thursday afternoon. Hope everybody's having a great day to this point. I said we would catch up with the CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. No stranger to the show. No stranger to this city. He has helped build it, shape it, reshape it, and continue this growth at a rocket pace. I never thought we would see it like this, but it is it is certainly here, and it's not going away anytime soon. Butch Spirit now joins us. Butch, how are we doing? Good, my friend. Very good. Thank you for the kind words. Well, it's the truth, and uh, I just never had you ever wired or pegged as someone that could just, uh, you know, just ride off into the sunset and not have anything on their schedule, man. You've been a busy man for, like, almost four decades. Yeah, if you count the other cities I worked in, uh, over four decades. Over uh, four decades, yeah. So a little tired, but <laughs> to your point, I'm going to stick around and try to keep stirring up some proverbial mess, if you will. Well, um, so I'm going to work as a consultant for a few years Okay. try to help uh, chase some of the bigger stuff. Do you have, I think you're going to retire, what, this summer. So do you have, like, a, a list of things you would like to do or accomplish before uh, you become a consultant? Um, well, if I had a magic wand, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we would be announcing a Super Bowl, and we would be announcing some international flights. Uh so I'm going to try to find one or two of those, but it might okay. take a little longer than this summer. Do you feel good that the Titans deal will be in place and announced and all the T's will be crossed and the I's dotted before uh, you go off into that R word? Uh, yeah, before I leave, it'll either be dead or we will be moving dirt. Okay, okay. Um, That's fair. So I don't want to predict, oh, yeah, it's a done deal. It is not a done deal. I think we're in pretty good shape with it but i also i think on any of the media or civic clubs that i have done in the last six months call and write your council members speak up the opponents are vocal all the time and the proponents are busy going to work uh and assume they know it's going to get done because it's a no-brainer well assume nothing take no chances speak up so the word is closure. You feel like there will be closure one way or the other before the summer. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Can you help me? Can you help us with this? Because this is one that people, as you know, Butch, uh, because you've seen the layers of a new stadium for the AAA baseball team and all the stuff with the sounds in the past and now today and wow look at germantown it's so cool but there's a lot of passionate baseball fans in this market as you know especially with this growth a lot of people that moved in here came from baseball markets 
it is the question that never ends with me. I mean, it never ends. I mean, people call into the show. People reach out to me because there is a group in place that constantly is putting out stuff, right? And they're, hey, Don Mattingly's joined the group. And, you know, we know Dave Dombrowski moved here, and then he became the Phillies GM. And <laughs> then he left. Then he left, right. So there's, like, constant movement. There's constant chatter. But I don't know if it's all hollow, right? Like, if I want an Easter Easter bunny, I want it to be solid. I don't like the hollow bunnies. <laughs> I want a solid bunny, Butch. And I've talked to all of these folks, They're Dave Stewart and the whole group. We've had them on. I've talked to them. I know they're real. I've touched them. They're real people. Very credible people. Yeah, they're credible and they're real. But I just don't know if any of this chatter is real. Can you bring any light on whether we're going to see a Major League Baseball franchise in this market anytime soon? So uh, I can try. I try to stay engaged. I talk to a number of the advisory committee members. Uh, Alberto Gonzalez, one of those is on our board. Actually, Eddie George is on that committee, and he's on our board. So we have the conversations. Um, I I agree with you. There's a lot of chatter. And sometimes going quiet could be more helpful until you have real news. I understand that let's keep the spin right. Let's keep the story right. Let's keep it top of mind. But there is a point of fatigue that can come with that. So if I sum it up, I think Major League Baseball really does have national in its sights. There is no expansion plans right now. They are probably the earliest three years and as long as five or six years away. We're more likely to be an expansion consideration because they would prefer not to move Tampa or Oakland, the likely conversations. If they move Oakland, we all all of us would go to Vegas and bet on Vegas. Yep. And Tampa has released plans to try to build a new stadium, I think, in Ybor City. So they're trying to mend that fence and keep them there. So I don't see a relocation as a real viable, I think, expansion. But then Major League Baseball has to get to that point, and we have to have a billionaire owner. And we don't have a billionaire owner yet, which may be the biggest question in this. So we're, we're the right market. We're in the right line. Uh, the group that's making noise, they certainly have done a lot of good work. Uh, they're very likable, and there's an incredible group of Nashvillians involved in that. I'm beyond impressed with that group. Um, but we don't have a team, and we don't have a billionaire to own that team. Those are two big hurdles. The last time I talked to Dave Stewart, I just asked him, I said, you know, what, what to have all your ducks in a row to pay an expansion fee to build a retractable roof, which is the right stadium to build in this market, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. all everything you need to start up this franchise, what, what, what kind of type of money do you have in place? And he said they're trying to raise, I think he said $5 billion, which, okay, I – I would, that makes sense, but that's 
easier said than done, right? But you know a lot of people. <laughs> you you might be able to do it, I think. But I mean, that's a lot of I cash. Could raise five hundred, maybe. <laughs> right, but five billion is a pretty steep number. And that's exactly to my point. That's why you're not going to go out and raise five billion dollars without a lead lead dog, and that dog is a billionaire who's willing to spend a billion plus of their own money. Because the city and the state, I mean, there'll be help, but both have stepped up and are working on, and rightfully so, we got to get this Titan deal right. So we don't need to be distracted, and the appetite to drop another whatever the number is is not going to be there right away. Butch, I was surprised to see you at the fair board meeting uh, talking about the investment that uh, the corporation is making into the racetrack there at the fairgrounds. Um, Can you just talk to me a little bit about that deal? I know that deal is probably on your to-do list as well as far as trying to get done uh, before you decide to to head off to the houseboat (laughs) or the the lakefront or whatever it is you got going on. Um. Yeah, I was there. Uh, we have agreed to financially support the renovation of the Speedway. Uh, we don't normally put money in things like that. Yes, I know. And that's why That's why when I saw well, you, I was yeah, like, what is happening? <laughs> there's a couple things. We, we ended up with a pretty big reserve last year because our recovery happened faster than any of us thought. So there were some, some available dollars that didn't affect our day-to-day operation on an annual basis. And then the second thing we did was uh, we can't just give you money, but we can buy dates. So if I can get a certain number of dates that we can either use as an incentive to book something or sell off to make some of our money back, then we were open to that. Hmm. So it is a different play, um, but – on one hand, put our money where our mouth is. Shall we believe in the in the project? Uh, if you heard me that day, one of the things I said was, I was one of the people that thought youth athletic fields, green space, was a much better use for that area. Mm-hmm. The public voted and said, we want to keep a speedway. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a significant public vote. If we're going to have a speedway, I would rather have a nice one with sound mitigation and amenities than a dog. And no offense to the speedway, but it's a dog. And it's not an AKC registered dog. (laughs) So, you know, we just stepped up to say, yeah, we believe in it. We believe in it enough to support it financially. Okay. So, I mean, I know the... Ultimately, the fair board and the city council both have to vote on that. Is that right, Bush, yep. to get that get that one done? Okay. So we're still waiting on yeah, that. And yeah. I know the fair board is being very thorough in a lot of their uh, in a lot of their investigation of all of this. All right. I want to take you back. Darren and I had a question that we were debating among ourselves a few moments ago. And Butch, you are obviously a sports fan, so I don't think I'll have to get into this too much with you. The greatest comeback until recently in the history of the National Football League was led by the new Carolina Panthers coach, Frank Wright. Frank Wright led the Buffalo Bills to beat the Houston Oilers at the time. A few years later, the Houston Oilers moved to Nashville, become the Tennessee Titans. 
Butch, knowing everything you know now, if the Houston Oilers get to the Super Bowl, let alone win it, does Bad does Bud Adams take the Oilers out of Houston anyway? Uh, probably not. Hmm. If he would have gotten, because if he'd have won a Super Bowl in Houston, he would have gotten the stadium he was looking for, I believe. Yep, we do too. Um, so he got crossways with the county judge, is what they call county commissioners down there. He got crossways. They got into a fight. Neither was going to bend. And that's what motivated Bud. Well, fine, I'll take my toys and I will go elsewhere. And, you know, we were lucky to be around and be the beneficiary of that. Mm. The uh, NFL draft, I know, was a big one uh, for you, Butch. Was that the biggest one, what, what is your crowning achievement, you think, when it's all said and done for you? Well, it better be a Super Bowl on the books. Um, uh, you know, that was a seminal moment and a stamp of approval that this town can compete at the highest level and show really well from a production, event, attendance, all the things that other events look at when they think of markets. And being a small market, we have always had trouble saying, we can do that. And they go, yeah, you're cute. Pat you on the head. Call us later. That stopped after that event. People take us seriously now. So um, I don't, I try not to think about, you know, from my perspective, what was the best, biggest legacy, uh, any word. But I look at it, it changed the perception of Nashville throughout the sports world and the event world. I know you think about the ones that got away because you've talked about it. I know you think about the World Cup. I know you think about the things that you, that you didn't get that still did get you, and I know the Super Bowl is one of those things. So how can you rest can you rest? Can you turn it off, Butch, after you walk away from the, for the last time? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way. No way. I'd be lying. But that's why I have said minimum of two years, if you'll have me. And fortunately, the board and Dina said, yes, we'd love to have you engaged, that I can work on big things, but also slow down. I mean, we've been in the ditch, and I know I've been in the ditch on how many multitudes of projects or cleanup or, you know, the fight, the good fight. So it, it takes its toll after a while, but I still have some gas in my tank, and I still have some visions of, you know, this city should be looking at Grammys and Super Bowl and Final Fours and uh college football playoffs and WrestleMania and Barrett Jackson auto auction. You know, you mentioned I hate losing. The hardest thing is when you have somebody calling you and you can't accommodate. And that, you know, Barrett Jackson auction, it's a huge televised high-end event. They've been on us for five years. Mm. We don't have a place for you. And then they get mad at me. They called the governor and complained about me. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying no. I'm saying we don't have anything. 
So the fairgrounds might work for them down the road. Enclosed stadium might work for them down the road. So there are ample opportunities out there for us. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a dreamer and a believer. And Nashville deserves to be able to choose to chase whatever it wants to chase, not be limited by infrastructure. Let's limit it by what we want or don't want. Are you going to be involved in the NHL draft and the award show? Uh, yeah, you could. Uh, it happens to fall about uh, a week before my final day. Um, we had a meeting last week with the NHL and the press. So, the short answer yes, we will be very involved with uh, the production of all of that. Good deal. That is awesome. Butch, appreciate it. want to be. Yeah. I mean that's I mean that's a good way to be exit stage left, right? That's not a bad thing. You you remember twenty yeah, years ago was, the first one came here? Mm-hmm. We did pretty good in the yeah. draft, watching paint dry. We didn't know what we were doing. Uh, we filled that arena. We'll do it again. Yeah. Um, and then let me give a plug for Nashville hosting SEC Media Days, yeah. and we're going to do some big events around that to make it more fan friendly. So, you know, really starting to ramp up what we do with uh, with the SEC. Butch, here, here's, here's a wild card for you, Butch. There are thoughts that maybe, maybe one day, the SEC moves their office up by 65 and perhaps buy some office space somewhere close to us. Um, I would rent a U-Haul and drive down and help them. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You'll have the time. So, you, you know, you can make that happen. I, you know? <laughs> hey, hunk, hunk, hauling junk. I can join the team. And, uh, I don't know about the hunk, but I can haul some junk. Uh, I don't yeah, know how much know. junk the SEC's got either. Uh, you know, you may, pack, <laughs> you may be packing up chandeliers <laughs> and marble. Yeah, it's an upper echelon yes. opportunity. Yes. We will certainly, we've been paying attention to that. I can tell you, I know. Their current lease is through 2026, so pay attention to the calendar. Yeah, but there you go. Any opportunity, we would be crazy not to go talk to them. No doubt. Butch, appreciate it. It won't be the last time we reach out to you. Thanks so much for your thank time, you, as always. As always, thank you, guys. Butch Spearden, he is the CEO of Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. We're wide open the rest of the hour, 615-844-5600. Good stuff. Right there. Some things we, to think about there. Yep. We can uh, react to that and take your phone calls the rest of this Thursday edition of the McFarland Show. We'll do that next. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. 
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Scott, the most important question you're going to get all day. Do you remember bumping into me at Whole Foods about four years ago? What? Do I remember four years ago at Whole Foods? You know, <laughs> Just say no. It's that fine. Is, he, he, <laughs> you probably thought it was Derek Mason. That's why you're the Vanderbilt football coach. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Stuff as always from Butch Bearden. Man. Talk about having the pulse of what's going on in the city. That man's got the pulse of the city. He is a historic man. Um, and listen, I hope you know, we didn't ask him, but I hope Butch writes a book or something um, about him because he has single handedly uh, overseen a lot of the, uh, the growth that we have seen. Now, whether you like it or not, because I know there's some of you who don't like the growth. Let's just be real about it. You don't like the traffic. You don't like the elimination of the green space and some of the things that have happened that has brought the things here. But uh, Butch oftentimes swings for the fences. And, boy, the 4th of July in Nashville will never be the same. Uh, New Year's Eve in Nashville will never be the same. Um, and, you know, some of the other events that are coming here to town, um, you know, the, the NHL draft, the NFL draft that is already coming through, the Super Bowl, potentially they can get the stadium deal done, NASCAR possibly returning back to Metro Nashville, um, you know, possibly they can get that deal done. That That's a that's major league stuff that we're talking about here, the Final Four and WrestleMania and things like that, and Butch Bearden negotiated uh, a lot of that uh, actually all, all of that uh he negotiated to get it here and you know what's what's interesting Darren I found you know a couple things about what Butch just said are very interesting that the Houston Oilers question I almost think I stunned Butch which you know is is crazy because I didn't think I could really do that but Butch actually paused and thought about that for a second and said nah <laughs> if if the if the Oilers get to the Super Bowl 
they probably give Bud the stadium, the Oilers probably never end up here. We don't have a football team to this very moment. Probably. Probably. Um, you know, and the other thing he talked about was the possibility of the Southeastern Conference when their lease runs up down in Alabama, uh, making the move uh, up 65 perhaps um, at some point at the end of 2026. Remember, Nashville was – I'm glad he brought up the SEC media days there because yes. I don't think anybody's really talking about it. I don't think no. people really – I don't think a lot of people know that SEC media days is coming to Nashville this year because it was supposed to be a couple of years ago and COVID hit, right? That's yeah. when Nashville was supposed to host it. But it's scheduled this July. Hmm. Okay. So this July, SEC Media Day is scheduled to be here in Nashville. Um, th- tell you what, what an interesting day. Is that area built up now? Because when they initially announced it and where it was going to be, I was like, I've never even heard of that. Well, if it's going to be down at the Nashville Yards is what you're talking about. Yes. Then, uh, not quite. COVID has slowed down some of the construction around the yards a little bit. It's down there. Oh, off of Broadway, what is that, 7th, 8th, 9th, uh, over there, you know, in the below the city a little bit, the Gulch uh, area, the North Gulch anyway. Um, you know, it's, it's the Frist Center. If you're at the Frist Center and you look directly across the street, all of that is the Nashville Yards, essentially, uh, where the Amazon Center for Excellence uh, is rising over there. Uh, that is all the Nashville Yards over in that direction. It's supposed to be a very large complex and really a campus uh, full of buildings, hotels, condos, uh, business park, uh, bowling alleys, movie theaters, you name it. It's all supposed to be over there. It was going to take a while to get online. They weren't going to open all of that at once. Uh, it was going to take several years to get up and going. But I think some of the supply chain issues because of COVID significantly slowed it down. But you think that area is is built up? Well, I mean, they got a hotel over there. Okay, so the hotel, sure. the hotel's open. Yeah, what, what the, is the grand, name? the Grand Hyatt is. That's over what there. it was. Yeah, oh, it's the Grand Hyatt. Yeah, okay. because when they first announced, I was like, Grand Hyatt, what? Oh, well, yeah, the Grand Yards, Hyatt's been open over, for over a year now. The yeah, Nash- the Grand, the Grand Hyatt is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I haven't. Huge, obviously, I haven't been in there yet. Oh, huge rooftop, you know, on the full nine. Oh yeah, the Grand Hyatt is 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 up and going without question. And then the Nashville Yards. That that's what they're naming that area. That's so. the campus back behind it. Behind yeah, that it. area okay. back behind it. So, yeah, it's sort of the front door to the Nashville Yards is the Grand Hyatt Hotel. Uh, if that's where they're going to be. So, yeah, that area is up going full scale. And it's been going for a while. We need to make sure we're there doing our show. Oh, without question. Every day for that's the SEC Media fun. Days, right? Oh, man. that was, oh. That's like a no-brainer. It would be absolutely tremendous. No-brainer. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Yeah, maybe we should have Frank Reich on and thank him. Because yeah, he, if he didn't make that comeback, who knows? Yeah, because he's who the knows? one making all of this happen. A lot of things could have changed history. He, he's the one making, you know, he's the one making those passes across the middle there. Could have changed uh, to drive him up and down the field. So that no, that could be a, a lot of fun indeed. Um, you know, we talked about Scott Rowland and Major League Baseball, Cooperstown, the Hall sure, of Fame, Hall of Fame. So I brought up the whole baseball thing. I have to. I know you get asked a lot too. I get asked all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. And I thought it was interesting what Butch said about that because on one hand, I get it, right? They want to be out there. They want to be relevant. They want to be seen. They want to say, hey, we're not 
we're not Oz. We're not behind a curtain, right? We're here. We're here. We're a group that's here. Yeah. Nashville Stars, we're here. Mm-hmm. Like, on one hand, that's great, right? Okay. But then on the other hand, as you said, and I thought you brought up some really good points, it does create confusion. Because think about it. We're in the business. Yeah. And I don't know what to tell people. Like, all I can do is... I don't know why. Why don't you know what to tell them? There's, oh. been, there's been no announcement of any expansion team. I know, I know, <laughs> but, but people want answers. It's like, I, they're a group. Yeah. They want to have an expansion team they here. They do. They want to call them the Nashville Stars. They do. They want to play over the campus, to land close to TSU or yes. on TSU's campus. Yes. campus. They want to have a retractable roof. They want to do this. They want to raise $5 billion. Mm-hmm. And they've brought Don Mattingly on. That's they great. have, yes. But, and uh, all but, that but could happen. No, no, no. But here's the thing, Justin. Yeah. Like, all that is true, or at least that's what, you know, yes. We, yes. that's what I, my conversations, your conversations. Absolutely. But I mean, I'm talking about the real nuts and bolts question. Okay. What Butch said is true. Like, they have not, Major League Baseball has not announced expansion. No. So it doesn't matter what the group <laughs> says, what they're talking about. Like, if, unless they announce expansion, it's irrelevant. But the real question that I have, and I think a lot of people want to know, that I can't answer, and I'm pretty sure you can't answer, is, okay, let's say a month from now, Major League Baseball says, you know what, 2025 or 20, what a pick a year. I don't care, pick a year. Sure. 26. 26. Sure. We're adding two new franchises Mm -hmm. to Major League Baseball. One national, one American, sure. There you go. And... All of a sudden, then it gets out there, man. This is where these are the leading. These are the leading cities in the clubhouse. We're playing that game, Nashville. Yeah, remember that, Nashville. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Great. Yeah. So we get all excited, right? Well, or so that's the question. So that happens. Can this group pull that off? Then can they then move forward and say, "We got shovels in the ground. We're good." Everything is good. Nashville yeah. Stars. They shouldn't put shovels in the ground. Here we are. But, shovels on the ground. Well, <laughs> they shouldn't do that. Well, that's just for looks, and then you get the machines out. And okay, you do, well. Backhoes, you, know, you know. I'd be careful even doing that. I mean, because, you know, it's there's no guarantees with these things. Well, that's, that's what I'm getting you know, at. Major League Baseball real? is not guaranteed to move here. I, I oh, agree. Oh, no, let me just say. Let me, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me just squash that right there. Yeah. If Major League Baseball expands, this will be one of the cities. If... There is a group in play. The if, the question that I'm asking, can pull it off. There is no doubt. There is not a single person I've talked to outside of this market that are in Major League Baseball markets and follow Major League Baseball and talk to people in Major League Baseball uh, in the building. Major League Baseball wants to be in Nashville. It's not even a question. Like They're like, Nashville, yes, just like everybody else. They want to be here. They want a franchise here. Okay, well. But the question is, can we pull it off? Can this city, can this group pull off the the money, the land, Mm -hmm. the building, Mm -hmm. everything that's involved, can they do it? Okay, so let me introduce a couple of things into this conversation, which is a good one and one that probably needs to be had. So I know there's been a lot of focus on the Nashville Stars group uh, and all the investors and the incredibly uh, wonderful people that we've been talking about, Major League Baseball Hall of Famers, a former attorney general, uh, music superstars and local sports heroes, all yep. 
all involved. All in the this, above. All of the above involved in this wonderful group. We've even um, heard Justin Timberlake. We absolutely have. Okay. So we've heard all of these. Uh, he was the music superstar I was mentioning. So, yes, all these people have been mentioned as a part of this group. And you're asking a relevant question. Can they get here? Can they get this done? Do they have enough money and enough people in place? We just heard Butch say they're going to need a billionaire to drive this whole thing. All right. Done. Established. Gotcha. Can I suggest that there could be a billionaire out there who has nothing to do with this current group, who when presented with an opportunity to own a sports team here in Nashville decides that this is the time to make the move. And what you're asking is only thinking about the group that is in place and not outsiders who could be elsewhere who could be looking at this market as fertile ground because we get investors in here all the time from different areas of the country and different parts of the world that invest here in Nashville. They pour millions of dollars in here. Is it possible that somebody who owns a piece of Walmart or who knows where or what decides, you know what, this sounds good to me. I'm going to move to Nashville. I'm going to be here full time. I'm going to run this team. I'm going to pay $2 billion or whatever it takes. I appreciate what the Nashville Stars have done. Love them. God bless them. But we have nothing to do with them. What we're doing is on our own. We're right to write we're checks. Gonna, and we're going to write checks. Yeah. And we're not going to do it at TSU. We're doing it in Williamson County. Okay. We're, you know, we're doing it in Franklin. We're doing it in Murfreesboro. We're doing it, you know, in, in Mount Juliet or, you know, out there in Wilson County somewhere where there's plenty of land right off the interstate that's accessible to everybody. We're doing a whole new thing. What about that, Major League Baseball? You feeling that? You liking that? I mean, so there's when you talk about the potential of owning one of the franchises in Major League Baseball, I think there's a lot of people outside of the group that's already here who will be interested in doing that without involving themselves with all the different interests, uh, interests that you would have by you know climbing into bed with a bunch of different people there. I don't need anybody else. I'm doing it on my own. You know, we have it all the time with NFL franchises and stuff. Sure. You know, the guy who bought the Denver Broncos is one of the Walmart billionaires. You know, he's worth $67 billion, okay? He just could – Michael Bloomberg, uh, the former mayor of New York, owner of Bloomberg and all that, he's worth, I think, what was it, something ridiculous, $160 billion. Who just bought the Phoenix Suns and the Mercury? I forget, yes. Like $4 billion. $4 billion paid a ridiculous amount of money. There's a lot of people who would be willing to come up with that money if they met the opportunity to be here full-time and run an operation. So I don't think all the focus when it comes to this team needs to be on this current group. It could be, is Nashville ready to do this period regardless of who owns it? Because it may not be this current group at all. Yeah, because that is a fair point. Because it's fine that you're visible. It's fine that you're there. It's fine that I get emails from you all the time. And it's fine that I've talked to you. Okay, that's fine. But the question is, that everybody wants to know, and that's the one I never can answer. Like, how realistic are this? Is this group? How real are they? Like, do they see? Like, you're you're painting the picture. Like, there are there are groups or there are people who are like, what is what is the fee again? Okay, I just Venmoed you. How much does it cost to build a retractable roof? Yeah, they don't need a fundraiser. Right, cool. I just <laughs> I just Venmoed you, right? Or I just or you yeah. want to do old school? I just wrote you a check. I wrote you a check. We're ready. We're rolling. Yeah, we're like, doing this. That's it. Don't even worry about it. Like, oh, you Major League Baseball, you want to be here? Okay, fine. All right. I 
here's the cash. Here's the numbers. Like, that is real. So that's what I – I mean, I'm just trying to figure out, is this group capable if the hammer dropped for Major League Baseball? I mean, by the way, which I'm shocked they have not expanded by now. So I thought COVID would have them expanding mm-hmm. right away. Because of all the lost revenue they had for but two seasons. they said they wanted to get Oakland and Tampa, which is why Butch fin- mentioned those two things because he knows cow. like I do. He said, But they've been consistent with saying this, though. The commissioner of Major League Baseball has been consistent in saying they want to get Oakland and Tampa settled Justin, before they expand. That's what hair, he has said all along. My hair was completely brown the first time Oakland and Tampa had problems. Yeah. I had brown hair. Listen, no you, one said it was easy. You, you probably had a full head of hair. Yeah, because it's going so, fast. I'm sorry, man. It's I'm, going I'm, fast. I'm just trying to think of real thing, Stephen you know? A. Smith right now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> we have to do something about that. But you know, it's it's one of those things. I, you know, no shot to Stephen A. Stephen A. <laughs> you don't know who I am, so it's okay. Um, but no, listen. And yes, you're right. You're right, Darren. That has been going on for a long time. Long. Time. But they have not settled it yet, and they have not even whispered expansion. Um, because they know the kind of things it gets started just by them saying the word expansion. They know that there are a bunch of cities around the country who are going to be lining themselves up to try to get an expansion teams. Austin, Texas, Portland, Oregon, you know, among them, uh, trying to get back in the game for Montreal. For an exp- Montreal, trying to get back in the game. Vancouver, you know, p- potentially, you know, trying to get back in the expansion game to try to get a team. So, you know. San Antonio. It's a lot of cities yeah. that you hear. Yeah, Nashville is special, but you know, listen, it ain't the only special place now. <laughs> There's a bunch of places around well, around the country. I'm just telling you, we, we don't have to, we don't have to beg Major League Baseball. We'd be number one on the list. Okay. They, they would I come mean, here. All right. And I know you could say, well, you're biased. Well, I no, am. It's not about being I am, bi- but no. I wouldn't get on here and say that if I didn't if I didn't believe that from yeah. people that I've talked to. All right, yeah. Mike and Melrose, we'll get to you. On the other side, we'll step away quickly, come back, get your phone calls. 844-5600. More of the McFarland Show next. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language. Like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. Babble. 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 Evidemment. Go to Babble.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babble.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed. And a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes. 
during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. By the way, you can watch us every day: YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Darren and Justin, the McFarland Show, Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Let's go to the phones. Mike is in Melrose. Mike, what's up? Good afternoon. I'm actually not in Melrose today. I'm in a Cedars of Lebanon State Park, just taking a little hike and enjoying the nice. one of our oh, beautiful it's state very parks. nice out there. One of the perks I have from being a teacher, we get discounts, so. Okay. It's Good. cold, but not bad. I was hey, going uh, it's a little bit chilly today, isn't it? It's not too bad. Not windy, though. Not okay. windy. That's the key thing. Yeah. Hey, uh, so my dad had a group about 30 years ago, tried to bring Major League Baseball. Had a good group, Conway Twitty, Jerry Reed, Walter Nipper, and the mayor was behind it. If we had a stadium, we would have got it. No doubt. No doubt. Colorado, they had Maha Stadium. But it was sounds sounds used to outdraw them like crazy. They had they would have one big crowd a year, July fourth, sixty thousand, but that's that's why they got the team. Same as that's the same reason Tampa Bay got the team. They had a stadium sitting empty. Yep. Now, now nowadays with the expansion fee, what it is and the cost of stadiums. So that that's why the uh, baseball baseball's gonna add, just because of the expansion fee. Why why wouldn't it? That's why MLS soccer keeps adding teams. Of course. Why do you think the NHL just did it? Because it put a billion, seven hundred fifty million, immediately into the owners' pockets. Yeah, you add markets. You're adding, you're adding pretty good TV markets and yep. the TV packages you get. Um, well, well, don't forget, Mike. How do you think the Preds ended up here? What was already built? That's that's when that's when Dad was trying to get the stadium. Yeah, there's an arena built. We, we needed it. We needed it. We needed the arena. We needed a library. Hey, uh, I missed out. Uh, you talked about Scott Rowland getting in. Yep. I talked to 
Greg Pogue about. Now, nothing against him, a good, solid career, but when you look at his numbers, I went back, I looked at Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones had two more, I think, two more RBI. He had about 100 more home runs. Batting average went down, he like 250, because his last five years he just didn't hit. But he had 10 gold gloves and played for championship teams. I don't. I just don't get why Roland got in over somebody like that, over Todd Helton, because he played it. He played in Colorado. His not. I just don't get. And then why the uh, Hall of Fame committee? They're so selective on things. They don't want to pick somebody they think might have taken steroids. Well, that's what we talked about yesterday. We, Mike, we had a pretty extensive conversation. And look, all this, you know, the the guys that have the cloud over them. Uh, that whole group that we all know, most of them, are would absolutely belong in Cooperstown, but they're clear. It's very clear they're not going to put them in. So now they're. If you look at it, I mean, just think about the last three years. Look how, look at all the uh, old timer guys. Not that they don't do belong in there, Mike, but just think about the names they've they've started putting in. You know why? Because they're now starting to dip into other pools that they've been ignoring, you know, because of more current people. But now they've put all these guys on hold, or maybe they're never going to let them in. I don't know. Build a separate wing, so they're put, turning their attention to to other uh, another group of players. But we're with you. I mean, we we said yesterday, Scott Rowland. It's nothing against him. Uh, you know, I I don't want to ever poo poo a defensive guy. Look, he had offensive numbers too, but you know, he was a very very good third baseman. And I don't want to overlook that because it's not just stats driven. Like you shouldn't take that element out. But if I'm being truthful, I think Scott Rowland is more in the Hall of Really Good than Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and last thing is also if the if the writers don't like you, if you didn't give an interview, like maybe Albert Bell, Gary Sheffield, Jim Rice, they don't vote for you. No, nope. that's that's not how it's meant to be. Jack Morris, okay, because you know Steve Carlson, because they didn't. Jim Rice was as nice as could be. I got to meet him when I was a bad boy. He was as nice as could be. He might have given him one interview and somebody twisted it. He, he probably said, I'm not giving interviews anymore. So I, I just wish they would change the price. And the one year they, nobody was inducted, that, yeah, that was a joke. Somebody should go in every year. Have a good day. Yep, you too. Uh, yeah. uh, no, no disagreements here on that. I think the media thing is also another problem for, for Andrew Jones as well. Uh, he wasn't the most liked player around that particular circle of all time. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of writers were very critical of him uh, um, because of his play, some of his, um, I, I don't want to call them antics because that's way too strong of a word, but uh, I guess some of the things he would do at times, not running after after balls then, you know, in the outfield. And, you know, he seemed he was kind of trotting at times. Things like that is stuff that the writers didn't didn't like, and it, it didn't do me any favors. Let me give you another name. I know because I covered this team in the mid-'90s before I moved to Nashville. Manny Ramirez. Manny. Oh. The joke, the running joke with the media. Mm-hmm. I covered the 95 team, mm. 94 team, 96 team, 97 team, and then I moved to Nashville. Oh, the low. Okay. I, that loaded Indians team. I was in that, Ooh, that clubhouse. Geez. They were ru- all the time. One of the best lineups you've ever seen. The running joke was, of course, it was called Jacobs Field back then, mm-hmm. that they built a secret tunnel from the clubhouse to the to the parking lot. 
because no one ever saw Manny Ramirez after games. Ever. Ever. They're like, oh, he's in the secret tunnel. He never spoke. Now, I don't know if that changed over time. I'm just giving you my sure. personal. Remember, he was very young. That was at the beginning stages of his career. Yeah. He played for a long time. He did. But, I mean, some of the stuff you were just describing, that, is that not Manny Ramirez? Yeah. Doesn't hustle. Doesn't, oh, yeah. Doesn't, I mean, that's some of the same stigma that was but, around. But, but I mean, when you re- look at Manny's redeemed numbers. himself at the end of his career, too. And Manny, Manny's numbers were overpowered. If you want to compare yes. Manny to Andrew yes. Jones, I mean, I, you really can't no. do that. I mean, I so. Yeah, his a, numbers were all of it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, his numbers were, you know. But there's a lot of stuff, other stuff around Manny Ramirez, and that's probably why he's not in. Yeah. Like his numbers, give me a break. He's well, a Hall of Famer. His numbers are ridiculous. His numbers, numbers are, are he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, no-brainer type of stuff. But but I will give Mike and Melrose credit for this, and he's right. They're not well, punishing. Mike in Lebanon today. Mike in Lebanon. <laughs> Mike in the woods. Um <laughs> They are not just punishing people who were admitted to being on steroids and took a punishment and all that. They're punishing people who even were just whispered or rumored to have used steroids. If you were just around it. Well, and they punish jerks. They punish jerks, too. More more times than not. And jerks. Um, And you're right. There's a couple of exceptions out there. People who had some rumors, but they got in anyway. But... Most of the time, if David you had Ortiz. a if you had a rumor around you, then you're not getting in. But what was David Ortiz rumor? Are you? I mean, he's, again, he's one of the exceptions to the rule, right? But why? What's ex- why? Because he's Big Poppy. Hey, right? Everybody loves him, right? You know, that's yeah. exactly that's my point. Everybody loves him. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. Step away for the final time. Wrap up the McFarland Show next. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, this message is for you. Congress has passed $80 billion in funding to more than double the size of the IRS. 87,000 new IRS employees means more audits, collections, and penalties. This will make the IRS larger than the Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Control combined. Now is the time to call Civic Tax Relief. I owe the IRS $37,000. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time every Everything was completed. I didn't know the IRS anything. Their tax resolution specialists can stop the IRS from taking money out of your paycheck. With- 
Pacific Tax Relief, they were able to save me upwards of $80,000 that I would have had to pay. For your free tax relief information, call now. 800-841-0908. 800-841-0908. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. 800-841-0908. We're going to get into our routine with Daily Tennessee Jackpot. You got a dollar? Let's have some fun with it. Let's get those numbers going. How many are we picking? And one, and two, and three, and four, and five. Let's go. All of us Tennesseans are having fun now. Let's play and play. Work out a win with drawings every day when you play Daily Tennessee Jackpot, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I have not met you, Andrew, but I'd love to meet you someday. Yes, sir. What story do you want to tell him, Clay? Oh, about how you got ejected? Well, just how passionate of a Vanderbilt fan I am. He's so passionate that he is not able to attend games. Is that fair, Clay? That's fair. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Preds and Devils to close out before the break. Bridgestone Arena, 7 o'clock. Tennessee whipped up. I mean, <sighs> yonner whipped up on Georgia last night. Not even a game. Boring game. Hey, <sighs> you need those sometimes, okay? No, I'm it's good. I mean, that's good for them. It's good. I'm just saying, Georgia, nice fight or lack of. Hey, you know. You know, Georgia's the one team in the SEC that I always think should be better at basketball. That's Isn't it just amazing? not. It is. I don't I, understand. How is Justin, Georgia not I better at basketball? No, I have brought this up for two <laughs> decades. No, probably not that long. Because I grew up, as you did, there was an era when Georgia, 80s, Georgia basketball, oh, sure. Vern Fleming, Dominic was like, oh, hello. Man. Oh, man. Like, they were good. Hugh but Durham, just, they were good. Just geographically. Right. I mean, like close to you're Atlanta. Atlanta, that's not a hotbed. And Charlotte and Florida, a hotbed and for nobody basketball. Nobody want to come play bat. It doesn't matter who they hire. It doesn't matter. Mike White is their coach. I mean, it was seeming to me they could pull some of the Georgia football players. Who they had? Tom <laughs> Crean. Who have they tried with? And it's like, okay, this I is know. the hire that's going to change. I, I'm shaky on the Georgia coaching history myself, I mean, but it's they've tried. They should be better at basketball yes. than this. I don't, and get I don't it. understand it. If anybody's going to make like Auburn and Alabama, doesn't really make as much sense as Georgia would make as far as being a team that could make a threat or make a run. It's and I understand crazy. they're a football school. I get that. I got you. But there are other football schools who are competitive in SEC basketball. It's, you know, so I don't I, – I, uh, and you don't need 40 guys in, in basketball. You need three to four guys a year. You can't find your three to four. They've had – Georgia. Listen to this. Jim Herrick, Dennis Felton, Mark Fox, Tom Crean, and now Mike White. In all those, they were like, this is a home run hire. This is it. This is the one that's going to get them turned around. This is going to – yes, this is what we've been saying. And all of them, and all of them go there. games under 500, and right? They all like go 500 there, or below. And it all looks the same. Yeah. It, it does. It all looks it does. the same. Mediocre. It's all the same. I don't I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It. I've never understood it's it. It's something in the water. It's something – I mean, 
honestly, if you went and got a, got you a couple of the backup defensive linemen from the from the football team and ran them in there, it would think you would do pretty well. I feel like we could go out to Lebanon right now, where Mike is in the woods, and see Bigfoot before we, and figure that out before we could figure out why Georgia basketball isn't good. I feel like we could go to the Cumberland. We'd see Loch Ness and, and the, figure the it Loch Ness out. Down. Loch Ness on the Cumberland. Yeah. <laughs> Butch is working on it right now, I assure you. And we would figure that out before we would figure out, you know, Georgia basketball. I don't I don't understand. I, I've it, never understood. I know. By the way, remember what I said yesterday? I don't get – Auburn's flying under the radar. Oh, I figured out why they're flying under the radar. Yeah. Did you see them last night? Yeah. At home? Yeah. They got mopped. Well, you know. A&M absolutely mopped them last night. Bad night, night you, know. you know. I was like watching it last night going, oh, that's why nobody saw them at Auburn. Yeah. So maybe they're not that good. Maybe a little thin there. Well, they were 16-3 and three going into the game. Yeah, but you know. Well, just, that's you, some weak non-conference I was going to say, you could be 16-3 and three and not mean a whole lot, you know. Yeah. Maybe they played Tarleton State. Maybe maybe they're on the <laughs> on the schedule. Tarleton be, State what? You got to be old What school. are they? What's the nickname? Are they the Aggies? Where are they? No, that's the other team. I forget. No, I'm sorry. I oh missed my it. Gosh. The Tigers. They're the Tigers, aren't oh they? Oh my gosh. You don't remember? We're going to run out of time. We did the whole show. I don't remember. I know they're purple and something. Yes. We did learn that. Yes. The Texans. Okay. Like Houston. Yep. That'll do it for our show today. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We're looking forward to wrapping up the week starting tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Stay tuned. Afternoon Stretch is next.